So yeah, Survivor Game Changers is upon us. Uh, thank you for joining me here at the Film Survivor Podcast. We're going to get all into uh, Game Changers, uh, including uh, a couple exit interviews later in this podcast. Um, but first, yeah, I just want to introduce myself to everybody who may not know me or be aware of my stuff. Uh, my name is Tom Santilli. I uh, cover Survivor right now for RealityT.com. Uh, you should check it out there. Doing a weekly episode preview, um, full recap, and then of course uh, exclusive exit interviews each and every week. Um, you can find the podcasts uh, at RealityT.com. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, you know, I guess I wanted to start off by just kind of you know again welcoming welcoming everybody who's listening to this. Uh, I've been around Survivor for quite a while, and I've uh, never really launched into the podcast thing full force. Um, I have done some podcasts in the past. Uh, people who have followed me um, when I used to write for Examiner.com, I was the Survivor Examiner. Uh, from I started writing actually Heroes vs. Villains, which was season 20, and I did that until Examiner uh, just kind of up and went poof <laughs> last summer. They, the, the entire site just shut down unexpectedly so when that happened i jumped over to reality t uh starting with millennials versus gen x or gen x versus millennials if you prefer um and yeah so anyway uh yeah i've been around survivor for quite a while i've done the occasional podcast uh you know i i actually um a popular thing i did for examiner is i would actually talk to gordon holmes of xfinity tv uh fans of survivor may know gordon as uh, a survivor guru writes for XfinityTV.com. Uh, he's the curator of the Survivor Hall of Fame. He gets to go out there uh, usually with you know the exclusive press that gets to go out there each season um, to witness the first couple days of filming. So anyway, he's pretty cool. I talked to him a few times. I've also interviewed a lot of the big you know wigs. I interviewed Richard Hatch actually. Uh, had an exclusive interview with him right as he was in the middle of his legal. Uh, problems with his taxes and all that kind of stuff. I uh, have a good hour-long conversation on on that with him that you could probably find here. I've also talked to guy, you know, I've talked to all the big, big people again, you know, Boston Rob, Sandra, Russell, uh, Rob Sesternino. Uh, actually appeared on Rob Sesternino's Rob has a podcast as a survivor expert a long time ago. But anyway, just throwing that out there to let you know, you know, I've I've, I've dabbled in the podcasting. Um, but I kind of felt like I wanted to just get more into it. I feel like I have a lot more to say about Survivor. I want to interact with you, the fans, and uh, I figured why not do it now. Um, so in addition to that, you know, what you can expect from this podcast, uh, I'm also a film critic. don't know if many people know that, but I've been a film critic since uh, 2010. I'm a member of the Broadcast Film Critics Association. Um, they do the Critics' Choice Awards. You might be familiar with that. It's on, you know, televised every year. Uh Anyway, I do movie reviews, and uh, I now currently write for Access.com as their national film critic. So I'm also in the Detroit market. I'm on two different television shows. I'm on Fox 2 on the Critically Speaking show every Friday at 6.30, following the local news, and Saturday mornings at 9.30. And then I have, I'm on also the syndicated TV show, Movie Show Plus, uh, which airs all through the Midwest, actually. So you can find all that stuff. Find all of my material at Tom Santilli on Twitter. You can also find me on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com forward slash film survivor. And then 
Uh, of course, I also have my own website. It's TomSantilli.com. So anyway, you can get all that stuff there. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. we got a lot to go over. Um, I don't think I'm going to do a full, you know, talking recap of this episode per se. Uh, you can find my written recap, though, of this premiere two-hour episode, again, at RealityT.com. Uh, just click on Survivor if you go to that page, or again, follow me on Twitter, at Tom Santilli. Uh, I will be talking, though, uh, in detail. I actually am going to be talking again with Gordon Holmes. We're going to do another podcast next week uh, where we'll be talking about the premiere episode and kind of making some predictions for the rest of the season. Uh, and, again, he was out there the first couple of days, so it should be pretty interesting to uh, chat with him. Today, though, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to lead into uh, two interviews. Um, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the show, I'm about to spoil some things for you. You ready? Everybody turn this off or pause it if they need to. Um, we are about to talk to, yeah, the first two people voted out of Survivor Game Changers, uh, which happens to be, again, spoiler alert, Sierra Easton and uh, Tony Vlachos. Crazy, crazy start to the season. Kind of started off a little tentatively, I felt, with a lot of the players. You know, Sierra uh, kind of, you know, her reputation preceded her, uh, as did Tony's, but... Um, the Tony Sandra showdown this up was awesome, I thought, uh, and hopefully is a sign of things to come. But anyway, I uh, I talked with both Sierra and Tony today, and I'm gonna uh, run that interview, run that audio of the interviews um, coming up here shortly. So again, thank you for following. Um, you can again follow this podcast, uh, follow it on RealityT.com. Um, it's available on iTunes. Uh, film survivor podcast so again thanks for listening hope to have a lot of fun stuff coming forward at you not just survivor we're going to throw in a lot of movie content too again with my movie review stuff uh and you know maybe just some occasional random stuff as we go along here we'll kind of see how this develops not sure what's going to happen with it but we'll kind of see but i appreciate it again without further ado let's get into these interviews i'm going to start off with sierra Sierra. Hey, Sierra. Oh, my God. What are you doing talking to you on the first day? Right? Suck. Ugh. Um, I'm so sorry. I mean, I know you have a ton of fans. You're a favorite. This obviously not the way that you wanted it to go. Um, do you feel I, – I kind of feel like um, – I, I saw somewhere else today that you mentioned something like, you know, you've played – now this is, what, your third time in four years? Um, did right. You, do you feel like that – it was just too much survivor too soon or what what are you, what are your thoughts? I definitely uh, do. I feel like I kind of had a feeling before I went out to film the season that I needed a break. Um, but I don't, you don't really know when the opportunity could come around again, you know? So I, I don't, I felt like I couldn't pass it up, but at the same time, I just was like, man, I feel like I need, I need a break. I need to, my body still hadn't got fully back to like what I, what it normally feels like. My sleeping habits weren't, back yet let alone like the time spent with my family I feel like it definitely played a role in it and then you get out there um that had uh, talk about the first challenge so the challenge that you're in is the same challenge that you didn't <laughs> win the, the last time is that in your mind is that like are you thinking like really or are you thinking like you know just gosh like you know uh this is a, a challenge like you're now going to overcome I felt like the pressure, everybody had known I'd done it before. Jeff mentioned it. So, like, everybody was like, oh, Sierra, do the puzzle, right? Right. And so I felt like that pressure, 
motherfucker, but at the same time, I never, like, I'm so bad at challenges. Like, it's not <laughs> like I'm ever overly confident with challenges in general. Right. Ugh. So, um, I guess, you know, a lot of the players this season obviously come in with a reputation. You know, we saw that with Tony also. You know, everybody kind of, when you do a returning player season, as you know, everybody kind of comes in with, you know, their baggage. And there's also, like, existing relationships outside of the game and that sort of thing. Did you – I know that was a big part of second chance season, like a lot of these alliances that were, like, forming even before, you know, the, the game started. Right. Was there any of that kind of stuff going on this season? Not for me. I try and stay out of, like, the pre-alliance crap because <laughs> it never honestly worked. But, I mean, obviously going into the season, I talked to Brad, you know, Nicole Peppers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pretty regularly. And obviously I played with Jeff before. And I, I've met Sierra and Andrea. So I've ha- I have, like, built relationships with some of these people. But nothing to where, like, I'm contacting them and being like, hey, you and me all the way to the end. Right. Do you feel like that was going on with other people? I'm sure it always does. But honestly, it never works. And then some of those people you named that you said you had relationships with, Andrea, Sari, they're all on the other tribe when you get assigned tribes. What were you thinking of the tribe assignment? Definitely could. The second I figured out the tribes, I knew I, I, knew, I wish I was on the other tribe. Like, all my relationships are on the other tribe. The other tribe, to me, seems stronger. So I just was like, it's, you know what it comes down to? It comes down to the strength in the women. It doesn't come down to the strength in the men. Mm. You know, it's like people look at our tribe and they see Tony and Caleb and Malcolm and think like, oh, we're stacked. Mm. The difference always has to do with the women. And it's like when you see a tribe that's me and Aubrey and Haley, <laughs> Sandra, you know, it's like <laughs> we are not competitors in that way you know what i mean and it's like over there they have sarah and sierra and even andrea is good at the challenges sure you know so it's like that's where the difference is always made so i definitely thought i was i wish i was on the other tribe man and then on your own tribe though did did you feel i mean i know it was a unanimous vote it's always kind of obviously bittersweet because when you're voted out early especially when people think that you're a threat um that's kind of a compliment, but it also sucks because you don't want to be voted out first. Um, but did, what, what, was there anybody out there that you thought had your back? Like, what was your feeling going in? Did you know that you were uh, the target going in there? Like, or did you feel like you had a couple people behind you? No, I definitely made relationships as far as friendships go. But that early, nobody's going to really, like, stick their neck on the line for you. So I didn't expect that. I definitely knew it was either going to be me or Michaela going into tribal council. But... I didn't really know until um, Haley said loose lip sync ships. Mm. Then I knew it was me. Got it. That too. So I, I know I mentioned like reputation coming into the game. You, you know, famously, every time people talk about you in the game of Survivor, they always bring up like the fact that you voted out your mom. <laughs> you know who I know you have a great relationship with, obviously, that sort of thing. But like there's a certain class of Survivor player, I think, like guys like Russell Hance, who and even like Tony, who I guess like they just probably can never play the game again fairly because people will always know who they are now. Um, do you feel like you're in right. that class of, of player? Do you feel like because you voted out your mom and you, you went to rocks, um, do you feel like that's going to always be, you know, something you're going to have to overcome in the game? Or do you think that, that you would be able to compete again? I, I think I, I think I can 
compete again. I'm pretty good at building relationships and getting people to forget that kind of stuff. I just didn't get the opportunity to. So I think that will always stick with me, but I don't think it will hinder me in a game like it would Tony or like it would Russell. Sure. With with that too, you know, what was um, – do you really in that moment at the well um, when you mentioned Caleb – do you really feel like that like that was portrayed on television as as what was really the deciding factor for people to kind of you know start talking about voting you out? Do you really think that that played into it that moment, and and were you just feeling a little too comfortable in that moment, or what was going on there? Um. So what basically happened there was I walked into a conversation where they were all talking about Tony. It was you know Tony's digging for an idol. He has to go. He's so unpredictable. All of these things. I basically just stated my opinion on Tony. I think it kind of was portrayed like I was the one like spearheading it, and that's mm. not the case. But what I did do that I regret is I did say when they asked, um, what do we do if he has a hidden immunity idol? And I said, well, then we can get rid of Caleb, his right-hand man. I think that comment really threw off some people because Malcolm was working with Caleb. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what did me in. I don't think it was so much that I said, let's get rid of Tony, because that was just me joining in in their conversation. Like, I had came late to that conversation. So it's not like I walked up to the well and I'm like, hey, guys, right. this is what we're going to do. You know, it's like I, I walked into that. So that, I don't feel like that was fairly portrayed. But like I said, everybody has their own perspectives out there. And, like, I'm not claiming that my perspective is the right perspective, but it is mine, and that is my opinion. What was the vibe out there concerning Sandra? Uh, she's a, you know, obviously the only two-time winner. A lot of people give Sandra crap, but a lot of people consider her the queen, you know, including herself, <laughs> of Survivor. Um, but what was your take and what was your vibe on Sandra while you were out there? Um, I love her. She's so she's so great at the game. <laughs> she's such a such a threat and such a great player, but yet can kind of make people convinced she's not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was just more and more impressed with the time I got to spend with her. Um, so impressed by her gameplay. Is there anybody that you, um, you know, with your time spent in the game, is there anybody that you left the game and then were kind of rooting for them? Like, hey, man, I hope I hope this so, so-and-so goes really far. I'm rooting for Brad. Brad? I'm, I obviously have with him and his family, and mm-hmm. I love the Peppers and – I think that um, he, I think he could take it all the way. I mean, I think he's underestimated, and I think people think they can beat him at the end. But um, he's he's a smart guy. Awesome. Now, I wanted to ask you too about Michaela. Um, she was one of the two players that you know nobody had seen play when you went out there. When when you have players that like that that kind of come in and you don't know anything about them, do you feel? Um, I guess what was your take on on Michaela? And then did you watch the last season and watch her play? Did it? Did it affect your opinion of her at all? Um, well, so out there, I obviously had no idea what to expect, and that I didn't like. Like, I didn't know what to expect from her. Obviously, she's there for a reason, mm-hmm. and that's probably a pretty big reason. Um, and so that's kind of what I assumed. I love her as a person, and I really think had I gone further, we would have really bonded and worked really well together, honestly, because mm-hmm. um, I really like how she plays, and I like her personality. But, like, as a player, I felt like she needed to go early because we didn't know what to expect. But obviously watching her season now and um, seeing the, uh, like this episode back, I think we could have worked together for sure. And I know that this is kind of a, you know, a 
very basic question, but I, you know, I just want to kind of get to how you're feeling about this. You know, what has been the response to being, you know, voted out uh, first? You know, what has the response been? How are you feeling? That sort of thing. Really mixed responses. I mean, for the most part, everybody's so kind and um, makes me feel really good. But obviously, there are those people who are just mean. Mm. For me personally, my ego can handle being voted out first. You know, it's like, I, my mom and my parents raised me to be like a graceful loser and you lose in life and it is what it is mm-hmm. and my ego can handle it. What really hurts me is feeling like I let people down because I know I have so many fans who are rooting for me and my family and even Jeff Probst like saying like he predicted me as a winner. Right. I feel like I let people down and I think that is really if, like trying to put into words how I'm feeling. That's what's bothering me. It's like losing doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I get over that pretty quickly. It's just letting people down that sucks. Do you think that this in any way, like as far as your survivor legacy goes, do you feel like this tarnishes your legacy? Do you think people will view you differently moving forward? Uh, I hope it doesn't. I, I guess I could understand why it would. I really hope it does not. You know, my head was not in where it should have been. And I feel like everybody messes up and I made a mistake and I'm like, I can own that it just it is what it is. I hope that I'm able to come back someday and really like take a break and get my head right and show people what I am made of. I was just going to say that because you said, you know, um, because you had played three times in the last four years and, you know, when they call, it's you never know if it's going to happen again. Um, Do you still feel that way now if they called, you know, next season and wanted you back out there? Is that something that you would do? Uh, for sure. I don't know about like next season. <laughs> I definitely, I really feel like I need a break. I feel like that is very needed for me, but in the future, if they called, I would for sure take them up on it. I love, I love every, they're my family there. And like, honestly, I have really changed my life and I, I would love the opportunity to go back someday and I would not disappoint. And I know I, I follow you on Twitter, so I see some posts and stuff like that. Um, I know you have some of your own stuff going on. Um, do you want to tell people about what you're doing these days? Yeah, so I, um, I'm like I'm in hair school, and I'm the longest running hair school student in the history of life because I Survivor keeps interrupting my school. Like it's <laughs> like I, it's, you know, I keep going back and then leaving. But right now, I'm just trying to wrap up that school and kind of start my career in hair. I absolutely love it. I'm in you know Salem, Oregon. You know my husband and I bought a home my kids are in school full-time and I'm just really really a lucky lucky blessed person well that's super cool and I know that I speak for a ton of thousands and thousands of people out there in saying that it was awesome just to see you again and check in with you um definitely great to talk to you again um wish you the best of luck moving forward and good luck with with the hairstyling career thank you so much it was nice talking to you all right take care Sierra So there you have it. Uh, That was the first interview. Um, Up next is my interview with Tony Vlachos, who was voted out second. Hey, what's up, Tom? How are you? Tony, how are you doing, man? Uh, Not too good. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't imagine, man. I mean, gosh. uh, I mean, I admire how hard you play the game. It's like you are like go big or go home, like the definition of that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I went home. (laughs) Exactly. Hey man, you went big too though. You went big too. Um, you know, watching you play twice though, you know, I just feel like it's in your veins, you know, that, that kind of style. I mean, you were, you were getting bored out there, right? Without having, without pushing the game forward. Yeah, it it was, it was brutal, man. You know, everybody wanted to act like they want a field trip that everything was all right. But you know, again, like, like, um, you know, 
like Jeff would say, everybody just felt the shark was lurking in the water and nobody wanted to step out of line, you know, nobody wanted to jump off the boat because right. they knew the shark was in the water. And it's like, that, that's, that, man, I just can't. I just can't sit there. I just can't do it. I don't want to sit there and talk about whose favorite food is what, whose favorite <laughs> show is what. I, I want to play, you know what I mean? That had to have surprised you then too because like even when you ran off in the idol and you kind of thought that everybody was going to chase after you, um, did that just surprise you, the mentality that these other supposed game changers brought to the game? Yeah, I mean, it was awesome that they stayed behind. I'm like, okay, they really think I'm a clown, <laughs> and they really think I'm joking, and they're really letting me do this. So I took full advantage, and I, and I tore, tore the tree malaria apart looking for that idol, and I just couldn't find anything, man. man. But I was happy. Yeah, man. With, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you about this, too. That, you know, I, I know in the past, you know, people had compared your gameplay, as far as the aggressive gameplay, to, like, guys like Russell. Um, guys like Russell, though, could, could probably never play the game again just because people know him now, you know, and they know his reputation. Um, you definitely had a, rep, a huge reputation, you know, as one of the best winners recently. You know, you're in the Hall of Fame now, um, you know, things like that. Like, did you... Did you really? Did you feel in your heart that you could overcome that reputation? Do you feel like a guy like you can play the game and have other people play with you? Um, yeah, you you know what, Tom man. I, 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 before before starting the game, I really thought that I was like, oh, you know what? These, these people are gonna all target me. You know, they're gonna want me out. They're not gonna want to work with me. But after being on the on the beach, you know, a few days, I was like, all right, all right, I, I'm I'm feeling this. These people are, are opening up to me. They they know they could use me as a shield. They know they could use me as a as a bartering tool later on in the merge, and and I felt that, and and it was happening, you know, it was happening. I I, I had Sandra, I had Aubrey, I had Malcolm, I had Caleb, mm-hmm. you know, we had a majority, and it was happening until until the turn of events where I heard Troy and Sandra mention my name, and that's what spiraled everything out of control for me. And then looking back on that too, that moment, um, Sandra was kind of in a lose lose, wasn't she there? Because like if she tells you the truth right there, she kind of is throwing Troy's in under the bus. But if she lies to you, then, you know, what what happens, happens. You know, was that kind of a lose-lose for her? Or, like, looking back on it, what do you think could have went down different? I, I think in a situation like that, you're, you're supposed to throw out a believable lie. Right. You know what I mean? It, it does, it does, you don't throw nobody under the bus, but you throw something out there that's believable. Like, yeah, we came out here and we, just, we were just going through the list of players, you know. And we were just talking about everybody who you think we can move forward to. And you give me some kind of, you know, line of... BS, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But you can't just come and tell me that we're looking at the tide and I'm, and I'm talking about crates at four in the morning, you know what I mean? On the right. tip in the middle of the jungle. And, and, you know, and again, if I didn't hear my name, everything would have been fine. Right. But once I heard my name, it's like, you know, I got, my mind's got to start spinning and, and, and I have to, you know, rightfully so. You know, you're talking about my, you mentioned my name in the middle of the night, sneaking off the jungle. So I had to come and question you guys. And when I did, that's when I was like, all right, Sandra turned on me, you know? Uh. And she could have, I mean, she and, could have came to you after the board possibly, right, and been and kind of cleared it up, but she didn't do that. Yeah, she didn't want, I mean, you know, and she sent one of her confessionals, I don't need anybody interrogating me like they're the popo and looking at me in the eyes, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, at that point, she, she was taking it more personal, you know, than gameplay, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, um, did you know, let's talk about, like, last night as far as, like, the, the tribal and, and that sort of thing. Can you explain the vote, uh, the votes to me, and how the votes went down, and, and what your, you know, were you, did you think that you might be going home? Obviously, I mean, did you feel it in, in the air, or were you kind of surprised? No, no, I, I knew, I knew ninety nine percent I was going home um, before tribal council. You know, I'm, I'm talking to people and like, yeah, we're just going to throw Aubrey's name down. We're just going to throw Aubrey's name down. We're just going to throw Aubrey's name down. And, and then I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. And then Sandra told me the same thing. I go to Aubrey, hey Aubrey, whose name are you putting down? She's like, uh, I, I haven't thought about that yet. 
right mm-hmm. right then and then I was like, okay, something's mm-hmm. going on here. Mm-hmm. All right, something's going on here because obviously they pulled over Bree Tony. Okay, that's what I'm thinking at that point. So then I try to gather everybody together. I try to talk to Caleb. I try to talk to Malcolm. I try to talk to Jeff. I try to talk to Troy. Troy's and tells me he's having a Zen moment on the beach. Jeff Varner's giving me a thumbs up a mile away. He doesn't even want to come close to me. Caleb's telling me, I don't know, Tony, it's too late. Let's just stick with the plan. Mm. Malcolm's like, Tony, just don't, don't, don't stir nothing up. Just leave it the way it is. It's all be, you know, at that point, I'm like, you know, that, that, that's it. You know, Sandra's, Sandra's got everybody wrapped and I'm done. I'm in trouble. You know, so going into the tribal, and I knew, I knew it was going to be me. And then uh, you're obviously, the comment you made as you walk away about, you know, uh, the, the sheep uh, being brought to slaughter, um, kind of talk about that, that exchange a little bit um, and what you're, you know, what you're trying to get across and, and how Sandra reacted to you, kind of added insult to injury a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, before, again, before tribal, when I was talking to these guys, especially Caleb and Malcolm, I was in, I was in the tent with them. And I was like, guys, let's just make a move against Sandra. I know she's throwing things up. I know she's throwing my name out there. You guys don't have to try to defend her or, 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 or agree with me or nothing, but just listen to me, man. Let's make a move against her. And they're like, Tony, just, you know, we, we're going to do all of this and that. And when I seen the votes go down the way they did, I was like, all right, Sandra got them wrapped, and she's leading them right to the slaughter. So I was more disappointed in the guys more than anybody else. Well, Sandra, I gave her her credit, mm-hmm. you know, but the guys, I was so disappointed. I was like, guys, why, why did you let her do that? Why would you get rid of a threat that can protect you? Uh, be- before you guys go, I would be going home at the merge. Right now, we had three easy outs. We had Jeff Garner, we had Troy's, and we had Haley. Mm-hmm. They can't offer you protection. They just can't because they're not more threatening than you guys are. So they can't offer any protection come merge time. And that's what it's really about. It's about when you merge on the other side, who has the numbers, and what are you going to do? You don't have, you, you know, you throw, I'm a negotiating tool. You could use me to negotiate with people. Hey, listen, don't come after me. I can vote with you and we get rid of Tony. That's later on, you know? Right. But you can't do that with a Jeff Varner, or a Haley, and a Troy's. They're not going to want to get rid of those three because they're not threats. So I was so disappointed, and that's why I said that. I said, you know, she'd be led to slaughter. I said, Sandra, good job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and again, she, she was all upset. I guess she took it personal that I was going after her. Uh, you know, I don't take nothing personal in that game. You know, it's a it's a high stakes game. So you know, when you burn people, it hurts. You know. Absolutely. No. And with uh, I want to ask you about Michaela too. Now, did did you watch her last season as it aired? No, no, I didn't. We didn't get a chance to see them. No, I mean, oh, I know, mean, yeah, uh, like yeah. Since then, have you seen it? Yes, yes, I did see her. Okay, I was wondering, like having watched her last season, if you feel like when you played against her, it, you know, did it surprise you how she looked last season? Like what were I guess did she appear? Um, were there some surprises to her personality that you saw during her season that maybe you didn't see out there? What was your take on Michaela having not seen her played before? No, no, she she was the same. She was the same character. You know, we went out there. She was she was pretty straightforward. She was pretty you know she was pretty candid with things. Um, she was a hard worker. She participated at camp. You know, she she did her best in challenges. So she was good. And she you know obviously she was on the bottom. And I and I explained that to her. Uh, at one point, they even, you know, you've seen it also mm-hmm. where they said, where they told um, Sierra it was going to be Michaela. I'm the one who told her that because she, she likes that. She likes people to be straightforward. So I wasn't going to be her and say, oh, yeah, we're going to throw somebody else. I said, listen, that's what you, your name is going down. Sierra thinks that you're going home, but that's the only person thinks you're going home. And we're being honest with you because if we weren't, we would have lied to you and told you something else. So we're telling you the truth. And she, and she was receptive with that. You know, she appreciated it. She was like, oh, thanks for telling me. Others would have BSed me. And, you know, and at that point, I was like, all right, good. I'm good with Michaela. I got a few brownie points here, you know? Sure. Do you look, do you look back on your time in th- this season, and do you have any things like, man, I wish I would have done that, or I wish I would have done that differently, or do you could just kind of feel like it is what it is? I, I just wish I didn't 
here, <laughs> Sandra and Troy didn't <laughs> talking about me. Sure. That's what I wish. Everything else that I did, it was fine. It was, they all thought they all thought I was just a, a jokester. They all thought it was I was just being a clown and just goofing off, which is exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go in there and just look like I'm plotting and scheming and thinking and strategizing. I wanted them to think that I'm, I'm just a go-happy dude, just running around the jungle acting like a maniac. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did right off the bat. Um. I wanted to ask you, you know, of course, again, I mentioned at the beginning, you know, you recently were inducted into the Survivor Hall of Fame. Um, you know, you, you won your season. Do you think in any way uh, that this loss um, kind of varnishes your your legacy in the game at all? Do you look at it like that at all? You know, I, I do, but most of my fans and most people I talk to, like, oh, it doesn't matter. You were talking before you even got into the game. You know, you didn't even have a chance. It's not. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Anybody can win the game. You know, it could be a fluke. Mm-hmm. The, the the stars can align. You know, the, the, the luck can be there on your side, which it was on Survivor Kagan. So to me, it's like, you know what? If, if I'm a good player, I should have been able to avoid that out, just like Sandra. Mm-hmm. You know, Sandra got, she got the best of me, right? Because if I was better than her, I would have been able to get her out. She got me out, so that makes her better than me, as far as I'm concerned. You know, that's how I see it. She was able to, to get her troops together. I wasn't able to get my troops together. Therefore, she's a better player than I am. That's how I see it. Hmm. And Kagan, too, you mentioned, too, like you, you had a lot more luck early in the game with winning challenges and stuff like that. You probably didn't, you know, it's not a good strategy in Survivor to start off at Tribal Council the first couple times. Well, well, not only that, but, you know, you, you see, we, we got a reward challenge, and I looked, and sure enough, I found the clue to an idol. I run, I get the idol. Mm-hmm. I have more confidence. I have protection now. I have this. I have that. I had the spy shack that worked for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I heard, I heard people talking. I had Sarah that was an officer, and she believed in me. I had that going for me. <laughs> I had Trish that was just a very, she was a butterfly out there. That I had that going for me. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's again, man, it's, 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 it's a lot of luck, too, man. It's a lot of luck, and it's also skills. And, you know, Sandra had the skills. She had the skills. No, not so much the luck this time. Yeah. With uh, Describe to me the spy bunker, too, a completed spy bunker. You know, what, what is it looking like? What are you using? How often are you using it? Describe what you were going for. All right. So, so the spy bunker, I knew going into the game I needed to, to do something different than a spy shack, but I definitely needed to hear these people talking. I knew, I knew everybody congregates by the water well. The problem was we moved our campsite closer to the water well. Mm. So it was much harder for me to work on the, on the bunker knowing that everybody could just peek over and see me digging. So I had to wait at nighttime to do it. So I dug it, dug it, dug it. But before that, what I would do is every time I went to get water, I would throw some branches and debris over an area that I knew I was digging at. So people can start seeing that, and it would become part of the landscape. So that I was, their eyes would get used to that debris being there, so nothing would look out of place later on in the game. So that's what I did first. I made sure that all the all the debris was there at one spot. So every time they get water, they see the debris there and think nothing of it. And that's where I was planning to hide underneath. I was, you know, I dug a hole deep enough, and then I was going to throw the debris on top of me, and I was just going to sit there and, and, and hear all their conversation, <laughs> which would have it would have very much helped me in the game. But I just didn't get a chance to use it. That's awesome. Um, how would you want, how do you want people to uh, remember you now from this performance? How do you want people to remember uh, Tony as, as a survivor player? I want them to remember that uh, <laughs> from the Kageyan plays only, not this time. I don't even want them to think I was played this time. And you know what? In another week or two, they'll forget I was even on it, which is good. <laughs> and I know, uh, you know, now that you got voted out, um, is there anybody that, like, in those moments after you were just voted out, is there anybody that you were kind of, like, rooting for? Like, man, I hope Caleb uh, goes all the way, or anybody you cared about, or at no. that point, no? <laughs> no, at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm giving Sandra the props at that point. 
And, and, you know, at that point, I was just upset with everybody in my tribe. I was like, you know what, you guys, how are you going to get rid of me instead of one of the, the, the weaker threats out here, you know? So, you know what, good for you. You guys, you know, you'll see what happens to you later on in the game. That's how I felt, you sure. know? And I was like, you know what, Sandra, you did good. You got the best of me. Hope you rock it. And, you know, that's how I felt. Well, Tony, um, I think you're awesome. I think I don't. I don't think this varnishes your your legacy at all. You're, I think you're one of the greats, and I think it takes it takes a lot of balls to go out there again as a winner. You know, so. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Man, no problem at all, man. Great talking to you. Um, anything else you want to tell the fans? No, that's all, Tom. Man, that's all I have, man. <laughs> I'm just. I apologize to all the fans that wanted to see me go deeper, and for all the haters out there, <laughs> you guys got what you wanted. <laughs> all right, man. Well, best of luck to you moving forward, Tony. Hope you see you again, man. Thanks, Tom, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Okay. So there you have it. That's uh, the two interviews from this week, the double uh, first episode of Survivor Game Changers. We are now through the 500-episode threshold. And as we move forward, I hope you do join me next week. Uh, we'll be doing this all over again. Uh, Thursday, uh, exit interview. Um, on Wednesday, of course, we'll do the episode preview in the morning. And then my uh, written recap for realitytea.com. Uh, and then I want you to join me for our special edition of the Film Survivor Podcast. Probably we'll post next week, okay, Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere in there. Um, it's going to be uh, my talk with uh, Gordon Holmes of XfinityTV.com. We're going to be discussing the premiere episode of Survivor Game Changers. Uh, he was out there and uh, got to you know experience it firsthand the first few days of filming. So we're going to go over all that and make some predictions for the season. It should be a lot of fun. I talked to Gordon almost before the beginning of almost every season. So um, look forward to that. And again, follow me at Tom Santilli on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash film survivor, or you can find it all at my website, tomsantilli.com. Again, I appreciate you joining me here for the first uh, episode of the uh, relaunched, revamped Film Survivor podcast. I do appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to this season. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.